0: Welcome to the Hack Life. I'm your host, Joel Evan. I'm a biohacker, a first responder, a life coach, a health coach, a fitness enthusiast, and a never-ending learner. Here to bring you hacks, mastery, and anything that can help push the needle forward to help you live a better life. Welcome, welcome to the first show. I'm your host, Joel Evan. And I'm really excited to bring you this first episode. It's an interview with a good friend of mine, Faisal Abbey. He is a yoga instructor, a body work practitioner, and he does a lot with breath work as well. He's an instructor down at Peace Bank Yoga in Redwood City, and he's been doing yoga for over 15 years. And one of the things that made me so attracted to Abbey is that You know, he's a different kind of guy. He's a very woo woo kind of guy. He is a guy that is into essential oils and yoga and breath work. And what makes him so remarkable is that at one time he was a police officer. And that's actually how we met. And I found him very unique and different. You know, you don't see that a lot. You don't see that side of police officers. They come off to be very one-dimensional and very alpha and very tough. And not to say that he isn't those things either and that he can't turn that up, but he also has another side of him that I think is very necessary in life, right? And he talks about that. And one of the other things that makes this interview remarkable is Abby was injured about five years ago as a police officer. He was in a pretty bad car accident, and he talks about his struggle with TBI, depression, and just some of the hacks and some of the ways that he's overcame that. So, yeah, let's get into the show. All right. it's, it's Beautiful. This feels
1: super technical.
0: You're enjoying it, though, because your hands are free. And that's very important. <laughs> I like having my hands free. Of course you do. So, uh, <laughs> welcome welcome to the, uh, the podcast. Welcome to the first podcast. I've got my guest... Fazel, Abby. I always call you yeah, Abby. So I, don't, I don't know if it's a blessing
1: or curse being the first person. What do you think? It's probably a curse because like, I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so, I've, I've noticed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I have you as a guest is you have, I think, an amazing background, right? You were a police officer in the past. That's how we met each other. Uh, and you were a different police officer. Um, compared to the ones I met and I think that's why we bonded because you came from a different agency I came from a different agency and you were a little quirky a little bit different um you I I knew right off the bat you were very like holistic and you had a there's a different energy about you and um yeah and now here we are there's a lot of things that happened to you and so I think there's gonna be uh you have a lot to share with the audience thanks I'm excited
1: yeah yeah, so, I remember. I remember when we first met. I felt a special connection, at least.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and you're wearing a uh, "Real Men Do Yoga" t-shirt, and so I think that's what and that's what you're doing right now. You're doing a lot of yeah uh, yoga, and it was pretty cool today. Prior to recording this, I got a chance to sit in, and we did an hour session. Yeah, you took a you took a class of mine. And what makes that class? different than traditional i guess yoga. I know for me what I noticed right off the bat was compared to just like stretching or mobility work, you know, yoga in general, there was a level of presence I felt like from the class. Is that normal with with yoga or is that just normal with the type of yoga you do? Yeah, so um that was a lot. That was like a fucking
1: handful. And can we swear on this thing? Yeah, you can swear can absolutely. Swear. I want okay. I, you gotta be real. If kids are listening, though, don't. We'll bleep that, it out. We'll bleep it out. Yeah. Or oh, we'll whatever. Bleep it out. So, uh, I guess I, I I teach the way that best works for me and the people that I work with, right? So, what does that mean? Well, uh, the most important thing I try to cultivate in my classes is body awareness right? And what, what do I mean by that? Well, it, you could be as flexible as you want, as mobile as you want, as strong as you want, and these things don't matter if you're not really mindful of your body and the position it's in and where the pain is and what foods uh, make you feel better and what foods make you feel worse and what foods maybe disrupt your sleep or what activity makes you feel energized the next day versus depleted. So, in a perfect world, what I try to give my clients and students is the ability to be so in touch with themselves that they know what their body needs. And it may not be me. It may not be me. It may not be my classes, right? So how this class is maybe a little bit different is it emphasizes flexibility and mobility. Essentially, that's what it comes down to. I have another class that's predominantly strength-based, and uh, it takes snippets of yoga. It takes snippets of, like... Um, movements I've came up with and studied from different teachers or programs that I find work for releasing tension in the body and regaining mobility. Essentially, that's the short answer, the shortest I can give an answer to you, if it's satisfying, you know, (laughs) if it's not. I'm satisfied. Good. Um, How satisfied on a scale of one to 10?
0: About an eight. Okay. Let's see if we could do better next time. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things I noticed is, uh, as a, I'm a, I, you know, I'm, I'm a life coach, and some of the training that I've on, under, I've, I've undergone is they talk a lot about uh, what you said, awareness, feeling tension in the body, and honing in on that, and then releasing it. And it was interesting when we did the class. I didn't realize how much tension I had, and how many times I actually wasn't breathing. There was many times where I was. Until you actually said, it's okay to breathe here, I kind of laughed because I realized I wasn't breathing. And then when I started to breathe, actually, I went deeper into the stretch. Is that pretty normal for Yeah, most people? I um, like that you noticed that. Yeah. So we we're
1: const- most of us in today's world, day and age, it's just uh, we're constantly in an, an anxious state. Yeah. And we're not really in our bodies. We're more in our head. We're more in the future. We're more in the past. So- often we pay the price for that physically, right? We're not noticing that our ears, our shoulders are shrugging towards our ears for the hours that we are at work. We're yeah. not noticing when we're in traffic that we're clenching our jaw, which is affecting our lower back and making our lower back hurt, right? The jaw connected to the lower back, how does that happen? Yeah, it's. I could tell you no, numerous <laughs> stories about this with my work and how they're connected. But this is where I was talking about like, like the awareness is an important piece and and if you can just if you can just learn how to breathe better literally just learn how to breathe better you won't need any of this stuff you literally won't you could just you could be so in touch with your body Joel that you sit there and you don't even have to move it necessarily you just breathe tension out of it like, can you imagine that great a state of presence and you can cultivate that with practice, right? You can cultivate that with practice, with a meditation practice, with maybe a yoga practice or a Tai Chi practice or a dance practice, something that is mindful, whatever that is to you, yeah. right? And learning the body likes to move and the mind likes stillness,
0: <laughs>
1: the, bo- the mind likes stillness. And often what people do is confuse the emotional state with the physical state of what the body needs. So what do I mean by that? All right, so you get a person who's really high anxiety, right? Really high anxiety, and they're like, running is great for me. My body loves running. I love running. Um, I feel great after. So I don't know anybody that actually straight up loves running, but what they do love is the high they feel after. Yeah, right. Good. So meanwhile, the body is paying a toll for, for all that pounding in order to relieve the emotional state of anxiety. Mm, so yeah. why not just go directly to the emotional state and address the anxiety rather than run for eight, nine miles, ten miles to get that stress out and feel calm? And to get those endorphins, can we do something else? Yes. Can we maybe stretch? Can we breathe? Can we maybe do hypnosis? Can we uh, listen to different brain state waves? Yes, yeah, pineural
0: like, beats or something like that. Sure, right? something.
1: But but to put the body through all that in order to feel mentally clear, well we're kind of this is how our this is how our culture is nowadays. It's like we're looking for a quick fix instead of dealing with the actual problem. I and mean, but this is how almost all therapy is these days too, right? You go see a therapist and you're you're seeing him every week or her every week and you talk about the same shit over and over again. How can you just get to it and resolve it? How can you? And I don't know the answer to that. Sometimes it's hypnosis. Sometimes it's body work. Sometimes it's mindfulness. Sometimes it's some type of emotional freedom technique, releasing the emotions. Sometimes I don't know what these answers are, but how can you go to the source, right? Your body hurts. How can you address it holistically instead of going to the chiropractor every single week? I have a lot of clients that come to me and they say, uh, You know, my doctor said this or my chiropractor said that or my physical therapist said this. And I'm like, how long have you been going to your PT or your doctor? And they'll say sometimes two, three, four or five years. I'm like, but you're not better. You're not better. I don't want to hear what they have to say. You're not better. You're not better. So if you want to get better, let's, let's fix you and make you better. Let's find something that's sustainable that you can find that works for you. Right, And I'll just shed maybe a little bit of awareness to that. I'm not healing anybody. I'm not fixing anybody. I'm just maybe shedding some awareness, maybe looking at body mechanics, maybe looking at where someone is uh, deficient, maybe needs more strength, maybe where someone needs more flexibility, maybe where someone needs to eliminate a food. Yeah. And I don't know what these things uh, are for every individual person, but this is like where intuition plays a huge role in the work I do. Yeah. We could talk about that if you want but it's like kind There's of we're so jumping many, down yeah, a rabbit so many hole.
0: so many things popped up for me. W- one of the things you said I think that's remarkable is that it almost sounds like the power to heal ourselves is within us. Like we have that that ability. And I think it seems like almost just the breath alone would be something that if people actually tapped into that and going back to just my experience of just being up in my head and and, and, and being tense and, and stretching and going through the motion because I'm trying to do, I'm trying to show you that I'm doing well in the class. And then you're like, yeah, breathe, let it, let it go. And I'm like, oh shit, I wasn't even breathing. And it seems like a lot of people could just solve a lot of their problems just through breath work, which is mind blowing. Um, I know uh, Tony Blauer, he's a big self-defense kind of guru guy. He had Bell's palsy and he had his neck got all jacked up. And one of the things he did, I don't know if you, you know Brian McKenzie, he's like this big CrossFit mm-hmm. guy. He does a thing called the School of Breath. And so they're friends, they're buddies, and that was one of the things he did was just breath work, because he was so tense, his body was, his neck, everything was so tense that he actually used breath work to be part of his healing modality. So it just blows my mind to hear you say that, because I know I forget that, um, and I am that Alpha CrossFit guy who just wants to just go hit it hard and, and you know, fucking go a mile, million miles a minute. Cause I like that, that rush. Um, but I'm doing very little to, you know, rest, recover and bring that, uh, parasympathetic state. Right.
1: God, you just covered so much. So, so let's, let's, can we talk about the breath a little bit?
0: Yeah. And I
1: was, I was curious. You were going to go somewhere with this.
0: Uh, no, I, I was thinking, uh, in your experience now how long have you been doing have you been an instructor doing yoga um so i got certified in
1: 2014 and uh i started teaching right after um so since then so 2014 was, so, so, like so like 5 years five and years. before that i practiced for about 15 years um and uh so training you were yoga practicing teachers. yoga
0: regularly i didn't realize that yeah I started it's been college. a part of your yeah. You, you didn't just go out and get a certification. It, this has been a part no. of your life and then yeah. some calling came to you. Um which eventually I want to go back and and kind of talk about how how you got here, right? How how you came about and what, yeah, what happy, called you to this story.
1: happy to share that. Let's let we let's talk about the breath real quick cuz that yeah. is like you for me that's one of the most important things. One of the most important things is your breathing. Um I had a teacher. I started meditating when I was 19 years old, and I had a like a pretty woo-woo teacher. I don't know if you know what woo-woo is, but like, I love the word woo-woo. Yeah, I'm he's, very woo-woo, he, by the way. So he was. I put like, butter in
0: my coffee. Okay. Oh God, I I'm love woo-woo. That. Yeah.
1: He was like light years ahead of his time, man. And one of the things he'd say to me is that uh, you could heal anything with the breath. I'm like, heal anything with the what the hell's this guy talking? He's like, literally anything could be healed with the right kind of breathing. Okay, so one day I had some crazy uh, pain, I had some crazy pain in, in my neck, in my neck, right? I had a pretty bad accident a few years ago, and I was in a lot of chronic pain, I had a bad TBI while at work in the oh, wow. police world, and... Um, I was like, I'm going to put this theory to the test, this breathing theory to the test. So I sat down in a meditative like cross-legged position, and I said, all I'm going to do is breathe in and out of this pain. Just breathe into it and relax and breathe out of it. And you're focusing on the area of the pain. Yeah, okay. not doing anything else. And I, I think I got anywhere from like four to seven cracks in my <laughs> neck just breathing into it, not moving at all. It like started adjusting itself and putting itself back where it needed to be. Like Vim Hof is huge into breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, any guru or any person who's like uh, serious into a meditation practice will really tell you how important the breath is. Joe Dispenza, who yeah, whoever Dispenza is, everyone, yeah. everyone knows guy, right? half what they're talking about is like the breath, the breath, the breath. Like we just don't know how to breathe. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a posture thing. Sometimes it's a musculature thing. Sometimes it's a neurological thing. Sometimes it's uh, um, the inability to change our mental and emotional state. Because yeah. if you're depressed, breathing is going to make you feel better. And we get addicted to emotions. Right? We get addicted to emotions. So you may not be able to breathe because it means you're going to shift your emotional state. Right? Yeah. So... We could talk a lot about the breath, but that's like that's like the scratching the surface of it so totally. i feel <laughs> I feel like that's true in a lot of ways, like yeah, c- can you heal anything in the body? I think to a degree, but if you're going home and then there's mold in the walls, yeah, like yeah. well, how much is that going to help sure. or if you're I had a person come up to me recently, um she's seen everyone under the sun for neck pain, and uh so she comes by and immediately I was like tell me about your pillow and she's like it's fine i was like i'm not going to charge you for today's session just change your pillow out and call me in the next 2 3 days that's all i said yeah she's like she looked at me like i'm crazy for not taking her money or not doing a session with her and not going hands on or showing her stretches and she yeah. walks out of here i'm like i'm never going to see her again i get a call 3 days later and she's like it's gone I was like, tell me more. She's like, the neck pain's gone. It was the pillow. It was the pillow. Yeah. So, this is like some of the work I do is like, it's pure like intuition. Yeah. Like, and I don't know how to explain it. You know, some people are like, okay, that's crazy. It was a lucky guess. I'm not interested in being right. I'm not interested in guessing. It was just like something that came and I dove into it. Didn't even make sense to me. Right. And this person is spending money left
0: and right trying to figure out why her neck is hurting so bad. You know what's really cool about that story is what I get from you too is just awareness. back to awareness again and then just being so present. I feel like you are so present and connected. And I notice even as a life coach, that's something that I do on the side as well and coaching and health coaching. And a lot of times it's easy for someone to come to me and same thing, like give me a, a symptom. And I'm, it's easy for me to jump to my head and start being like, well, you could have done this. Do you do blue locking glasses? This is why you're not sleeping. And, uh, for example, same thing. Some, uh, a buddy of mine texts me and, uh, he's asking me, uh, he said, Hey, i I started, uh, I'm doing all this whey protein. I'm building up my muscles and stuff. And he's like, I just added bulletproof coffee back into the mix. And now my lifts have gone down. Now this is all via text. So I'm just reading it for very superficial surface level, just trying to help him. Like, he's like, why do you think that would be? And if I just look at it very narrow-minded, I'm, I'm like, I honestly, I, I go, I don't know. Maybe you should do more amino acids. I'm going down this, you know, hack route. And uh, finally, we're just kind of BS. I go, hey, man, I go, this doesn't make sense. I'm like kind of asking more questions, asking more questions, trying to get to it. Then he says to me, oh, you know what? He goes, uh, hey, uh, I, I just realized, like, that whole time while I, I, I was not lifting as as much weight, I wasn't able to put as much weight, I was only getting four hours of sleep. During that time period, and it's like, there you go. There's your answer. Like that—that was the problem. So it had nothing to do with the coffee. It had nothing to do with the whey protein or the amino acids. Like we could have gone down that route, and it was like, dude, it just came back down. You're, You're not sleeping. Like four hours of sleep is shit. Not enough. Your body is getting smoked. Yeah. So it's so cool that you said that. Now, real quick, too, back to intuition. I wanna, I wanna stay on this point because about intuition. You ha- were very intuitive with me. Um, I haven't spoken to you probably in almost about four years or something, right? I know, Since I long last time. talked to you, and that's my fault. Um, but I did have a couple of kids in the in the meantime, so yeah. Don't, don't judge well, me. No, don't judge no me. judgment. It's, been, right it's been hard. No judgment. Um, but it was pretty cool. So I can't remember what our text dialogue was, but I shot you a text something about my left shoulder, I said, yeah, oh, you know what it was, is I posted something on Instagram yeah. about me doing something pec minor, infraspinatus, or something like that with my newbie machine. And uh, you were looking, at and you go, yeah, I I, I said, yeah, you go, what, what's going on, man? I go, I got some kind of left shoulder impingement. I've had it for years, blah, blah, blah. And I, your response was, and you probably have right hip pain too, or something like that, or right knee pain, I can't remember. And I was like... Yeah. I think I mentioned the hip. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, so blew my mind because <laughs> you said, I don't know if I could help you. That was kind of, you kind of like downplayed. I don't, I don't know if I could help you. And I go, no, I mean, I'm open to this stuff. And then you said, if I had to guess, you have right hip pain. And it was just like, boom. And you're 100% right. <laughs> so we hadn't seen each other, haven't talked to you. It was just all based on you looking on a post, seeing my shoulder, seeing a couple of movements. Then I come and see you today, and I've noticed you were kind of looking at me like a weirdo, staring me up and down. Define weirdo, because the people are <laughs> thinking like, what? What? Tell, you them, were just, tell them. You were staring me up and down. I was analyzing I like your I body. like I was getting undressed, okay, yeah, yeah. like with your eyes. Was, well, <laughs> it was a little strange. But I knew you were coming at it from a yogi, uh, PT kind of mindset, so it was okay. I was okay with it. Yeah, I was analyzing your body, yeah. You were analyzing me. And then what were some of the things that – you said about me that just you noticed, um, like you said, based on your intuition.
1: Yeah. It was clear that the right hip is playing an issue for me from what I saw in the rest of your body, you know? And, uh, and it just kind of validated my, my first intuition over, over the text message. And I can't,
0: why is that though do you know why so i remember a while back there's some kind of syndrome a cross lateral syndrome or something i don't know if you're familiar with it misalignment and there's a part and there is they, they show a lot about that and i can't remember what it's called but if the left shoulder is up then somehow the body compensates and then usually the right side gets messed up sure is that something you're familiar with or yeah um yeah. So there's a lot of it, there's
1: a lot of fascial um, diagrams about this stuff. There's uh, a lot of body workers um, are pretty familiar with this thing, um, and it's like the concept of opposites in the yes, body. Yes. Yes. So that has that has a lot to do with it, and uh, I think it's important to look at the body as a system. Yeah. I don't know how else to kind of explain that. Like, you know, if, if your neck hurts, right, or like the base of your skull, like where the atlas and axis is, yeah. like where the neck meets the skull, and you got some issues going on, you likely got some lower back issues going on too, right? So um, I could tell you so many stories where someone sees me for neck pain, and all we do is address their lower back, And they're like, not even touch the neck. I don't even touch (laughs) the neck. Sometimes I don't even touch the neck. I'm just working on the lower back. And you'll hear things like, "That's intense." And I'll say, "Well, what's intense?" They'll say, "My my neck feels like someone's pulling on it." Wow. I'm not even touching the neck. Or they'll say, "Uh, "My jaw just released." My jaw just released. And we're working on the lower back. So the body, Joel, if you're just like. You know, the, have you heard of like the universe communicates first and whispers and then starts like screaming and then like starts like, you know, for like your personal uh, path in life? Yeah. You know, like manifestation, like, right?
0: Yeah. Like manifestation,
1: yeah. like, you know, you ain't supposed to be in a job anymore. And then something yeah. kind of tells you. Right. And then it gets louder. And then next thing you know, like with me, like I get in a bad accident. It's like, like telling you, get out. Yeah. Get out. So the body speaks in a whisper. And if you're quiet enough, you can actually listen to that because pain wants to resolve itself. Literally, it's like it literally speaks. Pain literally speaks. The body wants to heal. And if you're tuned into it enough, you're tuned into the other person and quieting your mind enough, you know what's intuitive versus like rationality. And like that's the place I try to come from, from working with people, right? Like I don't know if that just made any sense or if it just confused (laughs) <laughs> everything more, which is why meditating is so important,
0: yeah, so you have a meditation practice is there i mean there's so many types of meditation that people do. you know I have a headspace app that I try to do um, just because it 's like ten to fifteen minutes and focus on mindfulness. there's some people that um, do that that other word, like a mantra that they're they 're chanting. Is there a specific type of meditation that you like or that you are geared
1: towards sure i 'm sure there's an, a name for what it is that I do. But it's essentially, it starts out depending on my mental and emotional state, right? Sometimes I'm so anxious I can't sit and, uh, and just quiet my mind. At that point, the, the highlight or the, the focus of my meditation is just breath. And sometimes... Just I'm focusing st-
0: on the breath coming in and, and out, out, in and out, in and
1: out, right? And there's a specific method to that too. But without taking up too much time talking about that, sometimes I just finish a stretch session, and I'm pretty parasympathetic, yeah. and it's easy to just go deep, right? So what I try to do is just sit in stillness, and even if it's, an- even if it's anxiety I'm experiencing, I just sit with it, right? Like, and I try to detach myself from that which I'm feeling. I become the observer, kind of like yeah. what I said yeah, in yeah, Shavasana yeah. when you're laying at the end of class. like Just like, surrender to whatever it is that's happening right now right? Yeah. Surrender because you realize a couple things. First, you're not always in control. And secondly, you can't always change what's happening. So how can you almost like go with the current instead of against it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. How have people come to you just with something like an ailment, like an anxiety or something? And just through yoga practice, have you seen that like, go away completely, or have you seen anything like that? Not physical, right? Not a physical injury. Sure, Sure, we know stretching and mobility work, that works, but, like, something like anxiety, I feel like that's just super chronic. I get people coming to me all the time, you know, especially from a health coach kind of response. What should I take? Should I take CBD, um, uh, you know, magnesium citrate? You know, what are all these things, these outputs that I should put into your system to give you that? And... So much we forget the breath or something, but is there, yeah, is there something that you do from like a yoga perspective that people, you see their ailments, their anxiety just fade away? So, this is like, this is such a broad topic, Joel. Like, it really is. And I'll or tell you. Or like just an example, and, I guess. And, and I'll that, tell you why. That, and I'll tell you why. Is that common? I guess people come to you and they're like, my anxiety went away. And you're like, I know. Like, it, yeah, of course. It, so,
1: after after a session, depending on the kind of session I'm doing, and this is where I was going to say, what I do. Is different with every person I work with. Yeah. Right? Like some person may need hypnosis, which I've studied. Okay. Right? Some person may need. That's a whole nother podcast. Do do you see what I'm saying? Some people are (laughs) like, well, I, I just, I see someone, I'm like, wow, you just need to open up your thoracic spine.
0: Yeah.
1: And I see someone, I'm like, wow, those hips are really messing your knees up. Right, so it depends on what the person needs, and for the anxiety, it's never—it's just not a clear-cut answer. If a person's body is uh, imbalanced or their liver is having issues, uh, heavy metals or yeah. um, a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals, then all the things they do in the world isn't going to fix their emotional state because their organs are unhappy. Yeah, the organs are unhappy, right? So this is where this is something traditional Chinese medicine is known for thousands of years. Like your current well-being is. Based on the health of your overall body, and if an organ is unhappy, there's going to be a symptom, yeah. some kind of symptom—emotional, physical, mental, whatever. So I try to have an open mind with whoever I talk to. Whoever I talk to, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, no, it so- could be posture work. It could be yoga work and breath work. It could be strengthening their body needs. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's individual. If I had a clear cookie cut system, well, then that's not how. How likely is that to work for everybody? Maybe. I don't know. I guess it's a good way to market things and sell them, <laughs> you know, but that's not how I work.
0: Yeah, I know it's so cool cuz I, you know, I thought you were going to give me, well, yes, my yoga does this and that and you you didn't. You know, you look at everybody as an individual and that's where it goes. It, maybe maybe they don't need yoga. You're very open-minded. It's not going to go just that that route. So that's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. I didn't think you were going to take it there. So that's good. Yeah, it, it, like think about it this way: you have a tooth that needs to get pulled. Yeah, no matter how much yoga <laughs> you do or handstands you like, do, and you're, it's y- not
1: going to heal the tooth, y- y- right? Like, so who knows? It's. <sighs> This is where like I struggle with like the cookie cutter system yeah. or when someone says this one thing is going to heal you. Like and this is why I try to empower people as much as possible to be their own masters, their own teachers, and where does that start? Well, maybe I can teach a little bit of awareness, right? Or provide the space for awareness to allow them to discover what they need. Yeah. Because I'm not doing anything I'm just providing, like, a means maybe of them to get there. Like, really, my greatest goal is to ha- give – if I could give anything to this
0: world or to someone else as a gift, it would be awareness. Because, 100%. Because, Couldn't, I could not agree with you more. I hear so many – even uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and other entrepreneurs just talking about awareness. And it's like you can't fix a problem unless you're aware, aware of it. And, yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Yeah, it's uh, – it,
1: and then taking that to chronic pain, taking that awareness to chronic pain is, is we focus on where the pain is, but it's likely not coming from there. It's likely not coming from there. So what do I mean by that? Your knee hurts. Your knee hurts. Well, it's likely, not all the time, likely has to do with the hip. Right. Likely has to do with the hip. So your jaw's bothering you. Well, is it the jaw that's throwing off the neck or the neck that's throwing off the jaw? Yeah. Right. Or is it the shoulders or the hips are throwing off the jaw? It's like the body is a system and you have to look at it as such, because where the pain is usually isn't the origination of it. Yeah. And then so how do you find out what the origination of it is? Well, hopefully awareness, hopefully mindfulness, hopefully a practitioner that uh, is intuitive or one that just really understands the body and has no intuition. But I kind of try to combine a little bit of both, which is why uh, I do a lot of body work. I do a lot of stretching. I do a lot of mobility. I do a lot of strengthening. And it depends, sometimes emotional work. But I do know one thing, that we carry stress in the body. And almost always, when there's a chronic, serious, physical thing going on, there was almost, there's always, always, almost, I don't know if that makes sense. Always, always almost, yeah. <laughs> A traumatic event that happened. (laughs) So what do I mean by that? Like a person walks in and they're like, I'm coming to you because nothing's been able to help my lower back. Okay, so I go back to the week that their lower back started hurting. What happened? Well, my dad passed away. Right. And I was just lifting up a box. Like a normal box, not heavy or anything. And that's when it all started. So what just happened? You have this emotions, these emotions that aren't being dealt with, that aren't being addressed, um, and they get manifested in the body. And that's why you're not healing, because it's the emotional state that needs to be addressed for you to progress or to heal. I don't know what healing is. You say the word heal, and everybody has an issue with it. I don't do any healing. I don't prescribe any healing. I'm just guiding people to what may have caused the issue, and we try to address what that is. It often leads to them getting better. Yeah, so cool. Um,
0: I want to go. Did you you, know we're going to go down this route? I didn't. I don't (laughs) even know where we're going. I want to go actually backwards now. I want to go back in time and actually talk about because we didn't even get there. And I want to talk about actually your kind of origination, like your hero story for you. You know, you said you were practicing yoga for 15 years but what I find fascinating though, and I touched on it when we first introduced you, is that you're a police officer and police officers are macho and alpha males. And I think that's kind of changing now. But the idea is like, it wasn't we don't, easy back we then. We don't <laughs> do yoga. Like, you're not going to do yoga in a police officer. And uh, actually, I think when I met you and uh, we worked in Tenderloin, I think you and I had a t- chat about essential oils. Like, that's where you and I were. <laughs> like, that's not normal, I don't think for most typical guys or whatever, or just even typical cops. Right. Um, they're talking about sports and other stuff. So how did you come into this, into this life? Like how were you exposed to it? Was your family always that way? Or like what made you go down that path to health and spiritual health? And
1: there was a point in my life, uh, everyone makes this reference. So I kind of feel, uh, I kind of feel silly making it, but like there's a point in my life where I just started questioning everything I'm seeing and questioning even who I am. And I was 19 years old. And, uh, you know, what am I? Where, why am I here? What's the point of this life? And that uh, led me to start going inward and meditating. Yeah. And I feel like when you ask <clears throat> the universe something and you mean it from the bottom of your heart, it's like universal law. It has to give you an answer.
0: It has to give you an answer. And now, when you, and I'm going to cut you off, when you experienced this, this, this inwardness, we're, this was in the United States. You grew up in the United States? Yeah, I w- wasn't born here, but I grew up here. Yeah. Okay. Where were you? Where did where, you grow up, actually? I was,
1: I was born in Kuwait. I'm um, oh, wow. Lebanese and Bolivian. And I came here uh, when I was like six or seven years old. Um, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. And so we were like
0: refugees. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because it just, it, it strikes me because most, you know, now, uh, meditation, and everything is like the hip new cool thing to do. But back when you were 18, 19, like it was not the hip cool thing to do. People didn't know. It was very, again, like the stigma was yeah. like, you're a yogi. Like that's weird. Like you're woo woo. Sure. So was I was just, the only, uh, I was
1: only man in a yoga class for like the first 10 years of my life almost, you know? Yeah. And, and then tying that into your question about how like everything progressed, um, from I remember, right? What was it exactly? Repeat the question that you asked. Sorry.
0: Was you know? Was there family members or like? Oh, yeah, how yeah. were you exposed to the woo woo? You don't see a lot of people do it on their own, or was there an influencer or somebody? Usually, somebody in the family or somebody that exposed you. Oh, essential oils and this or natural healing. Sure. You know, everybody, I think in America, like I have Kaiser, so we go to Kaiser and you get your pills, or your penicillin, or whatever. I grew up that way, um, and I was I have my own story of how I went down that path. So I'm just curious. There was nothing uh, my family was pretty don't worry, ex- that's ex- just your dog. Excuse eating me, my brother's a second. leg. It's OK. It's no
1: big deal. Thank God he understands <laughs> sign language. Um, my, mom, my mom had a Go spiritual breathe. practice growing up. She used to meditate, um, And then what really kicked it off was a teacher I had when I was that same guy I told you about. You know, that's he right. would look at me, and the things that would come out of his mouth I thought this guy was crazy. And and now I could do the things he, he used to talk to me about. You know, he like guided me how to get there on my own. And that really opened the door. I was lucky enough to have a teacher, right? And not one that took my power or not one that said he knew the answers. He would always say, you know, you know, and discover it for yourself. I would say things like, I don't believe in this or I don't believe in that. He'd be like, well, he would be like, that's an interesting, he would say things like, Well, you can go your entire life believing or you could experience. Wow. And that's when I really started, well, what is possible? When people talk about um, astral traveling or lucid dreaming or being so intuitive, being able to pick up on what's wrong with someone's body or knowing what's gonna happen before it happens. Like, are they crazy? Or is there a way to actually become more human and where this is a part where synchronicity and yeah. connectedness is a part of your everyday life, not something that's uh, strange, but something that's normal, where magic is normal, you know, yeah. where you don't understand, <laughs> where you don't understand the, how the world works and you're okay with it, because then it opens up a realm of possibilities and mysteries, rather than knowing how the world works, and it stays as it is, because that's what you see, that's what you believe, so I try to come from yeah. that realm until this day, uh, spirituality is a huge place for me. I, I, you know, I spend, uh, at least two weeks a year going to Italy and studying in the Alps. There's a community there I study with. Um, wow. and it just it hasn't stopped. I I don't think you, it's something that you ever say I've done enough of just like I could spend yeah. five lifetimes learning about the body and it's not enough.
0: Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, man. It's so, it's mind blowing. Just listening to you talk. Um, so just kind of walk me through. I'm, I'm I'm imagining now you're this spiritual guy, you're this yogi, you, I mean, all the things you're talking about 18, 19 years old, and then wham, bam, I don't know what happens. How do you become a police officer? How, How does that conversation happen? You know, that just that strikes me as odd. Was there just a calling to serve or, you know, how did that, how did that, how did that happen?
1: Like you said something earlier, like, you know, for most cops doing yoga, isn't something that's, that's normal or natural. And I think uh, if, if you were to be a balanced person, uh, being a cop with compassion, being a cop with, uh, self-control, being a cop with awareness is the best kind of way to serve. Yeah. you know and it's i feel like it's like the people that don't have that are the ones that really don't serve their profession justice wherever they are whether they're dentists whether they're chiropractors whether they're cops whether they're lawyers um if they're not coming from the best version of themselves that's going to have a ripple effect on society so i'm trying to remember what you asked me because I was going to so try I-
0: it into that Yeah. So just, but how? So what? What came about? I mean, I 100. How did I become a police officer? I 100 agree that you're right in that modality. And I mean, I think most of us, especially cop work, police work, is just there's so much tension involved. And I mean, especially these days, especially these days, the scrutiny and everything. You just it's it's necessary. Some kind of yoga, some kind of parasympathetic, you know, activity that's just bringing you down is so critical. And I think you're right that that level and body of awareness. Uh, is necessary and i think that's probably why you thrived and you were different but how did you how did you get there like what what made you say yeah, i want to do yeah.
1: this there's a few ways to answer that the first is the first is you know people like us want to be in service and we want to do good in the world and sometimes we don't know the best way to do that yeah we don't know the best way to do yeah. that so for me it was at the time it was police work it was police work it was keeping uh bad people or not necessarily bad, there's no such thing as good or bad, but people who are harmful to others away from people who are being harmed, (laughs) right? So it's a way to kind of like be in service. And then my way of service has now changed where I like work with bodies. And this is something that's always been there, even when I was a cop. Like people may make fun of my yoga, but then they'll come up to me in the locker room and say, I got this physical issue. Yes. Or I can't. I can't sleep. My yep. mind just keeps running in circles. I heard you meditate. Yep.
0: So I, I get was, that all the time, by the way. And I, I just I can blows my mind. It, it's it's funny. It's like you said. It's funny when you put yourself out there. something it's a little vulnerable, and people. Uh, you, you you wonder how people take it, but then I'm getting these text messages, and people are like you said, corner me. Hey, man, I'm just you know curious. You know, should I do this? And yeah, it's amazing. So essentially, it's we're trying we're trying
1: to be of service. Yeah. is what we're trying to do. Like we understand that life on some level isn't about us and it's about like what we could do. Yeah. What we could do for others. That's going to give us the most fulfilling um, round this time around. You know, this is a fulfilling the journey. Like it's not going to be how much wealth we acquired. It's not going to be, you know, did we have a six pack in our life or did we not? Those are, those are not things I think that are going to cross my mind when I'm on my deathbed. What is going to cross my mind is maybe the dog I rescued, maybe the cat that was on hospice, and now she's, another year, she's alive for another year when she should have only lived another month, and she'll probably be alive another 10 years. It's going to be that chronic pain person that walked in with tears in their eyes because they can't walk, and now they have no pain. Like yeah. those are the things that are going to stick out. Like the good I did in the world, you know, the trees I took care of, the plants, the yeah. people I helped along the way. Not really what I did for myself, and that's uh, that's kind of whether you're a cop, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a dentist, whether you're a lawyer, whatever profession is some kind of service if you're able to embody that. Yeah, totally get that. And can you be better at it? Even if you're making a meal for somebody, can you just infuse it with love when you give it to them? Like it's these things that, that I try to strive for. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it. I'm human. I'm not a perfect human being. I'm no one's guru because I'm going to fail. Don't put me up on a pedestal. I'm going to fail. Yeah. It, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. But, but there's some good qualities about all of us and ones that aren't so great. And can we address those that aren't so great to further better that that is?
0: Drop the mic, powerful. Um, really quick, and then I, I think your story is important because you were injured as a police officer. Can you kind of talk about about that, how, yeah. how your injury and um, and just kind of how you like what happened, obviously, and then how you you came through the other end? you came out the other you evolved and came out the other end of the tunnel, and like you said, you found a new life doing what you're doing. So I was teaching yoga while I was a cop.
1: I was in a pursuit, and I got in a pretty bad car accident, messed up my neck, jaw, uh, had a pretty bad traumatic brain injury, messed up my lower back, and I basically was never able to go back to police work after that. And it was a huge struggle because the medical system is pretty much (laughs) that of taking pills and yeah. if that doesn't work, here's six PT visits that are expected to change your life, which they never Over do. Over six months or something? They or never yeah. do anything. Yeah. And then uh, if that doesn't work, well, maybe we'll cut you open. <laughs> so I was basically left to healing myself.
0: I was basically what left to healing myself. What was, the, what was the conversation that you had in your, your head during that, that time period? I mean, so, I imagine it was pretty dark. Yeah, I go from doing a one-handed
1: freestanding handstand mm-hmm. You know, to not even being able to hold a push up position on my knees. Wow. Uh, it was very dark. And and so I never really knew what depression was until I experienced that. So I have so much more sympathy and compassion for people that are like, I'm depressed. Before I was like, Well, shake it off. Before I was like, Go exercise. Go get some.
0: Like Jocko Willink. Yeah. Right? Right? Like, like go get Navy some. SEAL. I'm like, Well, go it's get, your f- go, get after
1: it. It's your fault you're depressed. Right, right. And boy, do I did <laughs> I have it all wrong, man? Do I, did I have it all wrong? Because, and I'm not even saying I experienced the level of depression. Some people do, but uh, I've been in a low place and it is not, it is hard to come out of there. It is hard to come out of there when your brain isn't working right, when your body is hurting and you have no one to turn to for guidance. You have no support, you know? Um, I honestly, the thing that probably helped me the most was probably my dog. Wow! Because he needed to get out every day, he needed his exercise. I have a black Belgian Malinois. Wow! And uh, man's the best friend, right? And then a family unit, a few close friends that constantly checked in. Those were like the biggest things. It was like that year was the hardest year of my life. Uh, I I. Got out of police work. I lost my police dog because he had to go back to work. Out a canine, yeah. my best friend passed away. I got hit with a lawsuit at work. That was Jesus. like one of the worst things that I experienced besides my best friend passing. Being accused of something you didn't do is like one of the one of the worst things you can go through. I think you know. But people do what they have. People who are hurt hurt others, and people yes. who are hurt healing people hurt p- other people. Yeah, and I've people who are quote. healing heal others. Yeah. So I kind of just had to. Uh, absorb it from a place of non-attachment and not take it personal because this person was going through their own process. Yeah. And I just happened to be there to take the brunt of it. So uh, patience, faith, and ultimately a lot of knowledge and a lot of studying that kind of helped me turn things around. It was baby steps. Even if you improve 0.01% in one day, that's good enough.
0: Any any specific, you know, I'm a big, I love biohacks and stuff. Any any Hacks or anything that you used also to kind of help your recovery or rehab what, what were kind of the steps you took um, obviously in hindsight, you can say, yeah, you know the breath i'm sure uh, the, it's taking the the dog, I think is critical because that guy yeah. got out of the house, you got sunshine you're you're moving like you said, the body loves to move, but any anything else as far like if if someone else were to get in the same kind of accident that you got in and now you know what you know, what kind of protocol. Would you do if you were a like over supervising them.
1: Whoa, that's a good one. Uh, the first thing I would say is have support. Reach out to people. Don't be afraid to ask for help because my ego was too big to say, hey, I need, I need some like human time. Yeah, Like even like a hug was w- meant the world to me. You know, I couldn't even ask for that because my pride was too great. So ask for support because at one point in your life, you're gonna return that to somebody. And it's okay. You can't go through your whole life giving. At some point, you have to receive. That's the first thing. The next thing is you'll have to clean up your diet. You, you, there's no room for junk food because the body is not optimal. So you have to eat more plant-based. You have to get rid of that gluten. You got to get rid of that dairy. You got to get rid of processed food. You yeah. got to lower caffeine intake, if not completely eliminate it. Oh, boy. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying to do it. You can't but be these my things, guru. But these things, yeah, good. I'm nobody's. Yeah. <laughs> These things just put a certain burden on the liver and on the body, right? Um, Minimizing it. You don't have to get rid of it. But just know the effects of what it's doing to the body. And if you decide to do it, great. But don't tell me you love it when you can't get off of it to compare the difference. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you take a month or two off of something, don't tell me you have no reaction to it. It 100% comes back to what you've been
0: saying all along, which is awareness, awareness, awareness.
1: Yeah. And then next would be uh, try to get out. Try to get a little bit of sun. Don't be afraid to do even one thing a day that makes you happy. Like YouTube videos that make you laugh. Surround yourself with animals. Um, Surround yourself with people that lift you up, not bring you down. Realize it's a time in your life where you are going into hibernation mode to create something greater to become something greater. And it's painful and it hurts, but growing hurts. And you have to put yourself in that cocoon-like state for a while to become something that the universe is molding you to become. To be, which You're molding yourself to become, which yeah. is a greater version of yourself. Had I not gone through this now, there's no way I'd be the, the body worker, the yoga teacher, the mindfulness person that I am, the level of compassion. I just wouldn't. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't take any of it back. And I'm still suffering from pain, and I wouldn't take any of it back. Because as humans, for some reason, we decide to learn through pain. Because <laughs> or maybe we're really stubborn and can't learn other ways. But So those are just a couple of things. Um, yeah, supplements can help. Yeah, a great chiropractor really put me together too.
0: How long did um, it take, the whole process, you think?
1: I don't know if my brain is, it will ever be the same. I don't really? know if my brain will ever be the same. Why do you say that? Well, I was just really sharp. I was just really sharp. I could just flip a book open and down it in a couple hours. Now I have to read and reread and I forget things and and I just have to be compassionate. You know, yeah. but the body's coming back. The body's coming back. But uh I'm okay with the process because it's taught me so much. Yeah, I don't I'm not saying healing is not possible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's Gone pretty slow, but I'm happy with the progress so far.
0: Yeah. And I mean, just from talking to you and just from what I see there, like you've said this earlier in the conversation, just that non-attachment and you're, I'm guessing, and I'm just from your energy and everything you say is that you're not really attaching yourself to some kind of goal of like, I have to be here. You, you know, it's a, it's a process and you just trust the process. You're not looking at the outcome. The outcome will come when it needs to come. Right? Yeah. Well, really well said. you know,
1: some people, this is how I look at life. I look at life as I'm choosing the events that are happening to me for a reason, right? Like, why am I choosing this? Yeah. Like, okay, maybe I chose this so I could learn forgiveness. Maybe I chose this so I could learn compassion. Maybe I chose this so I could help others when they're experiencing it. Yeah. Right? And and I try to keep faith, you know, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in something greater, well, then just believe in a greater part of yourself. That a greater part of yourself is guiding you somewhere. And and trust that it's guiding you to the right place for the right reasons.
0: Yeah. God. Amazing. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, Man, is there – I think we're coming up around like 40, 50 minutes. Is there anything that – I didn't ask you that you wish I had asked you or something some message or something that you you would like to let everybody know I'm I'm I do this which I'm going to st- tell
1: you not to do right it's like kind of like cuz I'm aware that I do it I'm not any different than you I'm just aware of that I do these things right I'm and I we always look for answers outside of ourselves hmm. what what would it look like if you knew that you could trust yourself? What would it look like if you were the expert? What would it look like if you were the master? What would it look like if, you know, you believe that you can heal yourself and you'll find the right tools when you put the energy in that direction? And remember that certain healing things do work, but everyone's out to make a buck, yeah. Everyone's out to sell you something and package it in a neat, attractive way to let you know that this thing, this specific thing is going to change your life. Sometimes it may. Sometimes it may. But what if you didn't need that? What if you didn't need someone's next diet? You just knew that if it comes from the earth, it's likely okay. Right? Like So, again, it comes back to just trusting yourself and like having a level of inner knowing and doing things that allow that to to grow and become powerful, spend some time alone every day. And that's it. That's it. Really. It's uh, just empowering people is what it comes down to. Yeah. The planet wouldn't be in the state it's in if we took care of ourselves and our bodies because everything's a reflection of us. Like now that the planet is, is full of shit, our bodies are Right. Right? Yeah. So it's like everything around us is a manifestation of what we're creating. And our internal state is no different. So how can we uncreate that? How can we choose differently? How can we have different emotions? How can we make different choices to change the path that we're going down? Because most of us are going down this road and we know where it's leading. But we don't, we don't steer off of it. We keep going down it. And you're going to have to... Go down a different road if you want a different outcome in your life. And most of us have a hard time doing that. And I don't know what the answer is, but take a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn and stop going straight if you don't like what's
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah, couldn't say any better. Um, Just real quick, some quick questions I want to ask you. Um, Final kind of wrap-up questions. Is there any... um, daily habit or something that you do on a daily basis, uh, whether it's like, I don't know, meditation, gratitude journaling, um, some kind of exercise or mobility prep, like 10 minute mobility thing. Is there anything that you do on a daily basis that you would say everybody should probably be doing this or it, it, 10 x's my life so much that I don't know why everyone's not doing this.
1: One of the things I used to do daily is ice bath and that really, uh, changed my life and really taught me how to be fully present, learn how to breathe even when every muscle wants to contract. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody. Meditation. If you could sit for just two to five minutes a day quietly, that'd be great. Just two to five. Two to five. Don't make it stressful. Everyone has two and minutes you're just to watching before the bed. Mind, right? Just watching just the mind. Kind of if that's hard, practice. breathe. Focus on the breath. Deep inhales and deep exhales. Pause a little bit at the inhale. Release exhale. Can you allocate 10 minutes to half an hour to just move how the body wants? No objective in mind. Just sit down and see what the body wants. Whoa, the hip is tight. Well, let's give the body what it needs. Pay its dues. You know what I mean? Like most of us hit the gym with an objective. Right, Or we hit the yoga mat with an objective, or we go on a run with an objective, trying to get a certain time in, like what would it feel like to just move from a place of self love <laughs> <laughs> self love yeah instead no, of like you. punishing the body, trying to look a certain way, and then uh, another thing that 's really helped for sure is journaling and just having uh-huh. the right people in your life, like I work with coaches
0: um. It was uh, your Jim Rohn talk about the five people you're closest to. Is like that's – that's you know that's, if they're, those five people are successful, then you're probably going to be successful. Yeah, you're the like average that, right? wealth. Yeah, Thank like, you, like yeah. the
1: five – the people you spend the most time with the most. So yeah. choose wisely. Choose yeah. wisely who you surround yourself with and, and study. Study. Get to know yourself better. Get to know your tendencies. You almost have to like stalk your way, stalk <laughs> yourself in a creepy way. Like you have to see like, <laughs> wow, like you I always have this reaction. When someone says this to me. Yeah. What is it within me that's eliciting that? Every time I get cut off, I get really angry. Why? Well, because it reminds me of a time my dad as a little kid did so, so and so. Yeah. But like you really have to like really investigate. Yep. And then change that. So those are like the biggest things. It's hard to break habits, man. Oh, yeah. It's hard to break habits. And, and that's what growth is. Growth is doing the opposite of what you normally do. You're a CrossFitter and you CrossFit every day. Go take a slow flow or yin or stretch yoga class. You right. you are always taking stretch classes and slow flow classes and uh, doing like slow movements. Well, then go freaking take a high intensity class. Like just do the opposite of what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I get Does it. that make sense? No, like, I find balance. And there's no way to find balance without doing the opposite of what you already do. Yep. That's one of the best ways to grow, I feel. What do I know?
0: Not much. I mean, we've only been yeah. talking for an hour. I don't know why I bother talking <laughs> to you. Um, last question that's come to my mind. Any book that you would recommend? Like, one, just one book? Oh, sure. I'm shit, sure there's tons, man. but like, if someone geez, could one book. I saw your bookshelf over there. If there's just like one that you think people should read, <sighs> which, what would it be? Oh, can I give like a couple? Yeah, okay. okay give, all right, all yeah, right. Give me, so Way give me one to three. Way of
1: the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. Yeah, is Dan It's a great Millman. book. Yeah. And then Journey to Socrates, before that as a prequel, is a really good one too by Both Dan by Dan Millman. Millman. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, and I also like uh, the Castaneda books, Carlos Castaneda. Oh, one of my favorites is called Journey to Ixlan. And it just teaches you how to uh, little self-reflect and how to preserve your energy. I've never it's a heard of this. It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, I love Castaneda, and maybe because my teacher comes from that lineage of Native American mysticism, okay, and uh, that's that's really helped me uh, change bad habits and evolve.
0: That's awesome. Last thing, where can people <laughs> love find... the smile on your face, dude? I'm loving love it, man. The smile. This has been amazing. Um, where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Faisal uh, underscore Abby. Um, you yeah, have I to change post, your first name. Nobody knows how to spell. I know F A Y S A L, and then Abby's A B I. And my website is also is a link to everything. On there is Warrior Within the letter U dot com warrior within and uh i got a teacher training coming up i train yoga teachers i got that coming up in july of next year uh there's always something out and, few- and we
0: didn't even mention but in, just assume but
1: you're out of redwood city right yeah redwood Red 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 city, city, city California. i teach at a yoga studio called peace bank and uh and i see i have sessions that i do one-on-one with people so you can find me on my website if you if you're interested in any of that stuff uh Yeah, I I think I'm easy to find, right? Yeah. How many Faisal Abbeys are out there? Especially with that name. Yeah, not too many Faisal Abbeys. Yeah, man, it was great uh, sitting with you. My brother. It was a pleasure. Such a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Ah. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Now, guys, there's two things you can do for me. One, head over to iTunes and leave me a review, preferably five stars. And two, head over to my website. It's joelevancoaching.com. There I offer life coaching, health coaching, and if you're in San Francisco or the Bay Area, stop by my office and say hello where I have a newbie device that uses electric stimulation to help rehabilitate.